Hey, everybody. Welcome to our online worship experience for Christmas Day. We've had an incredible week of Christmas services over the last few days, and I want to say thank you to our dream team for making that happen. So many people giving their life to Jesus Christ, and that really is what this season is all about, to honor Jesus, the Christ child, coming to earth to rescue us from our sin and giving us eternal life. That is the good news, everybody. And today, I know many of you are with family, some of you are with friends, some of you are watching this alone, and I'm really grateful that you've tuned in today, because I want to share a little message that I felt like God put on my heart as I was reading through the Christmas story again, and the message is simply entitled, It's Time. It's Time. I love Matthew chapter 1, verse 23. The Bible is prophesying this and saying, the virgin will conceive and give birth to a son. And they will call him Emmanuel, which means God is with us. And I just want to pause for a moment and say, no matter where you are, no matter what you're going through, you're not alone. That God is with you. And you have a constant yearly reminder that Jesus is the Messiah. He is with us. He is God with us. Not some distant creator that's separated from his creation. But he loves you with an undying love. And today, I want to talk to you a little bit about that. And every year, we gather around as a family. It's been traditions as long as I can remember. And we would read Luke chapter 2 and several verses before we ever open up the Christmas story. And I, lo- I remember as, as early as I can remember for Christmas Day, my grandpa or my father reading the Christmas story. And I'd be so anxious, waiting, waiting to, an- to open presents. But no, we'd do that first. And Pretty soon I got to enjoy that, and I really started to look forward to the reading of Luke chapter 2, just to remind yourself and slow down this Christmas, to remind yourself of what the season is all about. It's not just giving gifts, it is about Jesus Christ. And Luke chapter 2 is a great passage describing what took place. The Bible says in Luke 2 verse 1 through 8, in those days Caesar Augustus issued a decree that a census should be taken of the entire Roman world. Verse 3 says, and everyone went to their own town to register. So Joseph, that's the father of Jesus, also went up from the town of Nazareth in Galilee to Judea, to Bethlehem, to the town of David, because he belonged to the house in the line of David. He went there to register with Mary. This is the mother of Jesus. So the earthly mother of Jesus and the earthly stepfather of, of Jesus, because Mary was a virgin and the immaculate conception was amazing where Jesus Christ being born was a flat-out miracle. The Bible says that they went there with Mary to register because she was pledged to be married to him and was expecting a child. The child is Jesus at this point. And while they were there, the time, and this is the phrase that stood out to me when I was reading it, the time came for the baby to be born, and she gave birth to her firstborn son. She wrapped him in cloths, placed him in a manger, because there was no guest room available for them. As I read this story, I'm kind of reminded of our first child, Hadassah. And several years ago, my wife and I, in, in, in this Bay Area, we're, we're expecting the baby. And my wife, man, every time she gets pregnant, there's like 10 false alarms before we have to go to the hospital for real. But she gets up and she thinks, I'm having the baby. The baby's coming, and I, I gather everything. It's always at 3 o'clock in the morning. It's always at 3 in the morning in, the, in, in the, the worst possible time to get up and fumble through the darkness and get your bags and get in the car, race to the hospital. 
And every single time we got there, it was a false alarm. And they don't just let you leave, though. I mean, they have to monitor you now for six hours. So Diane is laying in this bed being monitored. And I'm, I'm sitting in that one chair in the hospital room that is so uncomfortable. I'm convinced it was created and invented by a woman to get back at every man. I'm not sure if that's true, but I think that might be true. But I'll never forget the day where Hadassah would be born. That moment was very special. And my wife turns to me really early in the morning, and she says, it's time. And there was an urgency in her eyes that wasn't there the last 18 false alarms. I mean, this was for real. And we all get in the car, and we race down to the hospital, and she gives birth to our beautiful baby girl, our first child. And they place her in my arms, and I'll never forget, she's wrapped up like a little cute burrito in the, in the hospital uh, blanket that they gave her, and a little beanie, and I just thought, this is amazing. <clears throat> but we had the comfort of a hospital room. Imagine Mary and Joseph. They're in, a, they're in another city. They've traveled there for miles. Listen, ladies, on a donkey. She's nine months pregnant, traveling on a donkey. There was no Uber around. She's traveling there. When they finally get to Bethlehem, there's no hotels available. I mean, can you imagine how irritated and frustrated they must have been? And then the time came. It was time for the birth of Christ to take place. And I'm sure Mary would have loved to have put this off just a little further, just a little more. But when it's time, it's time. There's, no, there's nothing you can do to hold back from a baby being born. When it's time, it's just time. Well, I'm here to tell you that it was time in more ways than one. Jesus Christ would be born at just the right time. And it's amazing to me if you look at the history of what took place in this region at that time in history. The stage that was set for the world to receive the Messiah. Many of you have heard of Alexander the Great. Well, this guy in his conquest, he, he forced everybody to speak the same language. So everybody's speaking Greek, which, by the way, the New Testament is written in Greek, in that language. And then safe travels from city to city on these freeways of sort and guarded freeways so that people could travel safely from one region to another. It's amazing. When Jesus Christ came, he came at just the right time so everybody could hear the message of the Messiah, the message that carried hope and healing, hope for their tomorrow and healing from their yesterday. It was perfect. One language, safe travels. And Galatians chapter 4, verse 4 says it this way, But when the set time, the set time had fully come. One translation says, But when the right time finally came. The world had been waiting for the Messiah, this long-awaited Messiah, Jesus Christ. And when the set time had fully come, God sent His Son, born of a woman, under the law, to redeem those under the law, that we might receive, watch this, adoption to sonship, because you are his sons. Listen to me. God sent a spirit, this, his spirit, of his son into our hearts, the spirit that calls out Abba, Father. Abba means, it's the very first words that a Jewish boy would say, a Jewish girl would say, Abba. It means Father, and technically, Heavenly Father. And so, here's the result. You're no longer a slave to sin. No longer slaves, but we are God's children. I'm telling you, ladies and gentlemen, the birth of Christ has given such enormous hope to us in this time. 
in this season. And no matter what you're walking through, Jesus Christ is your hope. The next part of Luke chapter 2, verse 8 says this, And there were shepherds living out in the fields nearby, keeping watch over their flocks at night. At night is when the angels appeared. Verse 9 says, The angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were terrified. But the angel said to them, Do not be afraid. I bring you good news that will cause great joy to all people. I want to say the same thing to you today in your situation. No matter what you're walking through, a lot of chaos going on in the world right now. We need peace. And I want to echo the words of these angels to your heart. Because of Jesus, don't be afraid. There's good news. What's the good news? The good news is that a Savior has been born. The good news is that we don't have to pay for our sin, that Jesus Christ was born to give his life for us. Two great days we celebrate every year, Christmas and Easter, and they're both equally as important. The day Jesus was born and the day Jesus died and rose from the dead to pay for our sin. Don't be afraid, the angel said. And I speak this into your life. Don't be afraid. We bring you good news. That will cause great joy. Great joy is not just happiness that's up and down. Happiness is fickle. No, this is joy. You can have true and everlasting joy. And watch this. It's for everybody. It is for all people. Don't be afraid. It's good news today. The Savior has been born. We can be rescued from our past. We can have eternal life. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life. This is the good news that will cause great joy, and it's for all people. Today, I'm telling you, ladies and gentlemen, what God is doing inside of your life is nothing short of amazing. Verse 11 says today that in the town of David, a Savior has been born. He is the Messiah. He's the Lord. And this will be a sign to you. You will find a baby wrapped in cloths, lying in a manger. And suddenly a great company of heavenly hosts appeared with the angel, praising God, saying, Glory to God in the highest heaven, and on earth peace to those on whom His favor rests. I love this story of Christmas, not just because of the gifts and the hot chocolate and the carols, but because of the Savior that has been given to us. He is everything that you need this Christmas season. And he's going to see you into 2017 and be everything that you need him to be then. Isaiah chapter 9, verse 6 says, For unto us a child is born, to us a son is given. Watch this. And even the government will be on his shoulders. And he will be called, four things, Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father. He is the Prince of Peace. Maybe you need him today. Maybe you need a, a, a mighty counselor. Maybe you need a wonderful counselor. Maybe you need God to, to really show himself to be God in your life. Maybe you need an everlasting father that you feel abandoned, you feel alone. He's right there. He is the prince of peace. He has the sole proprietary rights to peace. And way back when in Luke chapter 2, verse 6, this is the verse that stood out to me that said, while they were there, the time came for him to be born. The time. Can I tell you? It was time. It was time in that moment for Jesus to be born into the world. And can I also add this? 
that today it's time for Jesus to be born into our hearts. It's time. It's time. God loves you with an undying, everlasting love. And I'm here to tell you today, He is the reason for the season. And He loved you so much that He gave His his Son, Jesus Christ, just to show you. And I think there's going to be a lot of Christmas presents under trees around the world. And I love watching people open presents. But there's no greater gift I love watching people open more than the gift of salvation, the gift of eternal life, the gift of Jesus Christ. With your heads bowed and your eyes closed, maybe you're here today sitting in your living room or you're at work somewhere or I don't know where you are watching this, but maybe you feel like God is distant. Remember, God did a lot to make closeness possible. He sent His Son, Jesus Christ, to to die in our place so that we can have forgiveness of sins and eternal life with Him. Maybe you're here and you say, Sean, my life isn't right with God, but I need it to be. Well, on this Christmas worship experience, would you pray this prayer out right where you are in your hearts? To acknowledge that Jesus is God and that He is your Savior. And He wants to come into your life. He wants to be born into your heart. And He wants to give you a fresh start. Let's leave 2016 in the past. And let's walk into 2017 with great grace and great growth because of the love of God. Would you say this with me? Just say, Lord Jesus, thank you for loving me right where I am. Today I give you my life. You gave me yours, and in return, I give you mine. Forgive me from all of my sin, and wash me clean. From this day forward, I belong to you. Take my life as a gift, and use all of my gifts now to reach other people with your amazing love. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. I'm so proud of you. For those of you that prayed that prayer, we want to hear about it. We want to know. And so we would like to invite you back to services January the 8th. We don't have service January 1st. That's New Year's Day, and we're giving our dream team the day off. But I want you to come back in full force. Bring your friends. Bring your family members January the 8th. We're going to have an incredible time as I start a new series called Deja New. Not Deja Vu, Deja New. You're not going to want to miss that. As we start the new year off fresh. And we also start our fast January the 9th. 21 days of prayer and fasting. As we just give the year to God and say, God, have your way over this entire year. And then our growth track, of course, is January the 8th as well. 10.15 in the morning or another option is 5.15. We have these, these four great services for you to choose from. And I'm so proud of you. And when you come, I want to hear about it. We have a connection card at the church. And we'd love for you to fill that out during service. And let us know that you gave your life to Jesus. It's just time. And I believe it's not just time for you to give your life to Jesus. I believe it's it's time for you to step into your destiny and to walk out your calling for all that God has gifted you with. Let 2017 be the best year yet. We love you. And from our family to yours, Merry Christmas and Happy New Year.